Okay. Are you ready to ambush us with your brain? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people what you're going to do. <laughs> so today uh, we thought we would do an episode. Well, I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I had this kind of um, brainstorm about a new way to categorize books. And so I said to the girls, what do you think about doing an episode where I explain this thought I had about categorizing books and I see if you can understand it? (laughs) I have to say, it feels like when I have someone in my chair and I just say, ah, do you trust me? (laughs) Now I feel their terror. I'm kidding. So we are going to um, dive into this little idea and see if we can have a fun conversation about it. And I cannot wait to hear um, what you guys think about this little idea and to hear what our listeners think, because it kind of like opened my eyes to some things um, about a new way to look at books. Welcome to Book Fair, a feast for every season of reading. We are a growing community of curious readers who share the excitement of books. We want to read together and feast together through the seasons of the year and the seasons of our lives, and we hope you join us. So, the origin of this is that Brett and I recently saw the new Batman movie. Now, for those of you who know anything about my husband, huge Batman fan. I mean, he made a documentary film about Batman stories, so we're big... It's a great film. Oh, well, thank you. We are big into Batman. So we were discussing it on the way home. Of course, we've discussed it for hours. And one of the things, I don't remember who said it, but one of us said this movie has like a cooler tone to it. Like as in like... Just the vibe. The, the, the vibe movie. or the color palette? The vibe. So we started saying, yeah, it's a cooler movie. And I said, well, what does that mean exactly? What does it mean that it was a cooler movie? And we started talking about that in film. He's like, yeah, I think I've read about that before. A cooler movie is one that is a little bit more emotionally distant. Oh, Oh, cool that way. Yes, like cooler. we were like explaining what cool means, like. Like it was a new kid lingo. Right. I was like, this is the 50s, guys. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm up. So cool versus warm. Yes. Okay. So Meaning cooler, distant. cooler in emotional tone. So maybe like a little bit more detached as opposed to a warm movie mm-hmm. where you're like invited in to the emotional experiences of the characters. You're experiencing their emotion with them. Right. So we were discussing this based on film. And then I had this light bulb and I was like, you know, I think we could talk about books that way. Mm -hmm. Cool emotional tone versus warm emotional tone. And there was something like my gut instinct was, yes. Like I could immediately say, like, Harry Potter is warm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the characters, you're feeling their feelings with them. Have I ever read a cool tone book? <laughs> you know, um, hmm. I totally get it in film, and I am wondering if those are the books I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. I want to think about it. I'm excited to see where this goes. Okay. Yeah. Then, what? Okay. So, with film, tell me a couple other movies that have the cool tone. Okay. Emotional tone. Like, 
some Christopher Nolan movies? No, the Chris. Now it's funny because we were contrasting them because the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are warm. Right. You are in with Bruce Wayne. Right. You know what he's feeling. You are experiencing it with him. You are going on his journey. Okay. What about the l- latest Nolan movie? Uh, can't remember. John David Washington's in it. Oh, the one with the time that speeds up and goes backwards. Yeah. Yes. That I would Is say that that's cool. Is that a cooler tone? Okay. Yes. Good example. Can't remember the name of it, but <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> yeah, it came out during the pandemic. Yes. Okay. I would say that's a cooler tone. So I was trying to think of a book that I think people have read that would be on the cooler side. Now, again, this is a spectrum, right? So mm-hmm. some are going to be extremely warm. Some are going to be extremely, you might even call them cold. And some are going to be a little more in the middle. But I think on the cool side, I would put Agatha Christie. Mm. And I think a lot of mystery writers are on the cool side because they have to keep some mystery, mm-hmm. right? So like if you're back. Right. If you're let in to everybody's thought and feeling... You, there's there would be no mystery, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Whereas, but girl waits with gun because it's told from Candace's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's warm because you know what she's thinking and feeling. You feel connected feeling in that warm loss, way. Yeah. You're feeling her loss, her experience, her view of other people. But a lot of mysteries, I feel like, do detach a little bit, and you're looking at it from a little bit more of a distance. I can see how Josephine Tay's take might be a little bit warmer than Agatha Christie's in terms of mystery fiction. But that got me thinking, I wonder if you could kind of broad strokes a genre as one or the other, like maybe noir or spy novels, but I don't know if that's fair to make broad strokes about a genre of this on first thought. I'm not sure. I think probably typically you could, like... I did put as one of my examples the spy novels that I like by Daniel Silva, the Gabriel Alon series. I would say that they're cool. So I think in general, noir, spy, mystery, um, because they are going to be a little bit detached. Yeah. So, so this doesn't mean, does it, that characters are not well written or fleshed out? No, because I also think more... I also think that cooler tone, and this is where me not being like a literature professor, you know, gets to me because someone who's actually an expert would probably know that this was true or not true. But I think the cooler tone in literary fiction is a more modern thing. Yeah. So yeah. Cormac McCarthy, definitely cool. William Faulkner, definitely cool. Virginia Woolf. Like these are writers who are masterful and astounding, but... You're viewing things, there's a little bit more mystery in it. Like they're presenting, they're choosing what to present. And it, it leaves more room for interpretation because they're drawing back from the story a little bit and revealing the things they choose to reveal. Or they're not revealing, like in Cormac McCarthy, it's extremely powerful. But he is, he, it's not powerful because he's giving you an emotional play-by-play. It's I powerful... See. The prose is gorgeous, the storytelling is amazing, the character development is amazing, but his style is a little bit withdrawn. Maybe maybe the Western genre might tend more this way. True Grit, I would say, maybe, yeah. is a little. And then I'm also th- jumping to Frankenstein in my mind. I wondered mm-hmm. about Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I haven't read it recently enough to remember how, like, what the tone of it is, 
you know? What about the historian? Yeah, that's cool for sure. And it's also a mystery, so Hmm. that fits. So I was trying to think. Because you even in the historian, you're like, do you want to be there? Do you like this? Do you, you know, Hmm. there's just a lot of questions about not just what you're doing, but what are your thoughts about what you're doing? Yeah. Hmm. I have wondered if in some ways this is, tends to be, again, not huge sweeping strokes but if this tends to be a like a male female thing like women tend to like warmer books because i think sometimes we like the emotion we like the warmth and the effusiveness of the emotion um whereas men might like a little bit more detachment like let me interpret the emotion don't throw it all in my face you know what i'm saying mm-hmm yeah yeah. But this also doesn't have anything to do with happy or sad. So I was thinking about things this is not. Because you can be happy and warm. So happy in general and warm, I would say, is like Harry Potter. So I think Atlas Shrugged and... Um, the Fountainhead? No, what did I read recently? 1984. 1984, a very cool tone. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. Now that I've finished it too, I can say that. Not, I mean, there's, not that it's all sad, but like emotion doesn't drive the, there's a, the story. Yeah. There's a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think that would be true for dystopian as a whole. Yeah. It depends on what perspective you're coming at it with. So, I mean, Hunger Games, yeah. it's very warm. I mean, you're in there with the characters. You know what they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. and Yeah. You know, you're having that full experience. Um, but I was thinking about a sad book that was also warm, and I was thinking about Wuthering Heights. <laughs> it is, as is yeah. for winds. Yes. Good. Very Good sad, point. very warm, as is also Hannah Coulter. Ah. Like, so much emotion and, warm like, but description of it, but, like, a lot of sad there. The book is not a sad book, but, I mean... Some... I was actually wondering if Wendell Berry might be someone that kind of sits on the fence in this. He's, I mean, he speaks about happy and sad things with, with an, a very frank quality. So maybe that does make it cooler. Like, I feel like there's a, a little bit of distance in his storytelling. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's not so much like... Hmm. I see what you mean. I was saying warm at first because all that is discussed, but she... The, the person who it's told through is telling it in just such a calm, frank demeanor. So, huh, yeah. Interesting. Like I described that book to someone recently as like imagine. Because she's almost like, but she's very kind of philosophical mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. It's not a super like, effusive. A practical yeah. outlook. Yeah. Yeah. I told somebody recently, it's like shelling peas with your grandmother on the front porch and her just telling you about her life, like with no judgment. Yes. Mm, yeah. And so there's emotion That's... in that because she's doing it beautifully. Yeah. But she's not necessarily You're free to thrusting you into the emotion of it. She's more telling it from a little bit of a distance. So I, when I was thinking about Wendell Berry, I was thinking about him as someone who's actually like right on the fence of this. Like mm. he has, he's not super warm and not super cool. Okay. Okay. So now I'm picturing a four quadrant charge <laughs> where one axis is cool to warm the other axis is happy to sad and you can be anywhere within that yes <coughs> yeah 
Yes. So then there's another axis we could talk about, which is what we talk about sometimes as dark or light subject matter. Mm -hmm. So that's another spectrum is you can have lighter, really light subject matter that's just... And some people consider that to just be fluffy. But we can we talked about in Light Reads, the Father Tim series. And Which is it is very well done, the Mitford, Mitford books. Very well done. So it is literature. I wouldn't call it fluff or twaddle. Um, but it is very light subject matter. So one of my friends, after we discussed that on the Light Reads, she said, Is that the book where that pastor just wanders around town? <laughs> She was like, that was way too boring. I could not read that. <laughs> that just made me think about Father Dowling. <laughs> so that's like an extreme in yeah. light subject matter. So it's light subject matter. It's mostly happy. I mean, sad things happen. But the tone, I would say, is on the happy side. And it's warm. So you've got light, happy, warm. That's Mitford. So then you can have, so like Wuthering Heights would be dark, sad, but it's still warm mm-hmm. because it's inviting you into all the emotion. So when it's really sad and really warm, that's where you get words like overly dramatic or like that careful, super <laughs> like super drama, you know, like overwrought, you know, <laughs> Yes, yes. (laughs) So I would say... So one example I thought of, because I was trying to think of what happy and cool would look like. Hmm. And I thought of Terry Pratchett. Have you ever read him? I have not. So he has like three books on the BBC's 100 list. He is a sci-fi fantasy comedy writer. Oh, sci-fi. It's sci-fi comedy. And so it's so confused. <laughs> I see how sci-fi could be another genre that might lend more to cool. Yeah, because I was going to say, what about Ender Games? Which I haven't read yet, but I sounds cool. But not happy though. So you're back to that, right? Um, but th- these books are a bit removed. They're not really about the emotion. It's they're more um, kind of absurdist and farcical in that way so it's it's kind of like science fiction satirical science fiction like absurdism that makes it funny okay so but they're not warm and i don't care for them (laughs) because i think that's why so i didn't want to say this up front because i wanted to give everyone time to think and process before i gave you one of my conclusions but i think one of my conclusions is in general I am not drawn to cool tone books. Okay. That in general, I do not, I'm not drawn to liking them as much. It takes a little bit more effort for me to like them. So as I've said, I don't typically love mysteries. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe that's one reason Mm -hmm. is you're not. It's not giving you the feeling that you enjoy. Yes. I'm not being drawn into the warmth of the characters. Okay. So this is making me think of. You know, people will say there's characters, there's plot, and sometimes people are drawn to different books for different reasons, and those Uh are like two of the big reasons. So are you more drawn to books for characters versus plot? If this is a scale having more to do with the characters and the writing of them, 
Or is it bigger than the characters? I think it's about the way the characters are presented. Okay. So, so this for is a me, for the characters, I enjoy all genres, but I think I enjoy them more when they're warm. Mm-hmm. So give me warm science fiction. I don't want as much cool detached. Now I can I can appreciate it. I read a really short science fiction book called The End We Start From. That's a dystopian. It's beautifully written science fiction. It's about a mother who she has a small child and they're trying to escape this like environmental catastrophe that's going on. Um, I think it's a flood. Anyway, it's beautifully written, but it is, it's a bit detached and it just wasn't my favorite. And some people, I read some rave reviews of people who just thought this was the best book of the year they'd read. And it just, that just kind of puzzled me like, huh? But I think this is why I think for something to be like my favorite book, every, I have a list list of Goodreads, 20 of my favorite books. I, you know, favorites of all time. They're all warm. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause you're a relationship person. Yes. Yes. And so I can read them. I can appreciate all the pretty horses. I can see the genius. We did it with close reads. I enjoyed it. I think because I was doing it with close reads and then I could appreciate the genius of it. And after, when I got through the journey, I loved the story and the messages and the themes, but was I drawn to pick up a bunch more Cormac McCarthy? No, it's just not, it's not my favorite thing to read. And I also think it kind of explains why I like classics so much. I think, like I said, I'm not a literature professor, but I think most of the classics are warmer. They are inviting you into the thoughts and feelings in an intimate way of the characters that you're reading about. And I think I like that. Yeah, it's brick instead of stainless steel. Like. Yeah you feel inviting when you see yeah okay i kind of get it would you say the word endearing is a synonym or description of warm no because like i said withering heights is warm right wretched right but it's wretched (laughs) okay (laughs) there's another scale wretched to endearing yes yes (laughs) give me wretched (laughs) (laughs) I'll be over here circling black eyeliner. (laughs) I'm trying to remember if I'm trying to categorize now Lewis's space trilogy talking about, are there examples of warm science fiction? Of course, Narnia would be, Mm -hmm. but if his space trilogy, if I would consider that cool or warm, I think that would be more on the cooler side. I haven't read it. Me neither. So listeners, if you read that, how would you classify that trilogy? I know several have read it and some even recently. I've been talking about that on the Facebook group. So some of you listeners out there might be wondering, why on earth are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> is this just, this is completely pointless or nonsensical. But the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I think the more we understand our reading tastes, yes, that's what the easier it is to find the books that we love and to not waste our time on the books that we don't to love. Not feel so hit or miss. Yes. And there's power. So now this is a term we can use, warm or cool emotional tone, to describe books to each other. So I can say this is a lighthearted, warm tone book and everyone will know what I mean. Or you are giving me a recommendation and you can say, I think you would really love this. It's a warm time travel book. And I'll be like, (laughs) done. I'll get it tomorrow. Oh, time travel. 
I'm wondering if, because that would be a science fiction angle, but it's, I don't know, I feel like time travel books have a lot of more relationship in it than other types of science fiction, except yes. for like the time machine. Yes. But, so I wonder if that's why time travel books are kind of your angle of science fiction. Yes. They're a little more warm yeah. because they're more relationship based or the time travel angle. Yes. <laughs> See, now you're getting Isn't this fun? <laughs> this is fun. I mean, I love trying on new ideas anyway and thinking about books and, and a different way to analyze them. So this is the process of this is really fun. But I'm really looking forward to having this additional language to use when we're recommending to each other. And I'm going to enjoy continuing to think about this as I read other books. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be like the hero's journey where you have to like, you said mm. trying on new ideas, like yeah. you're going to have to walk this one around town with the tag still on in the back for a while <laughs> and say like, all right, let me see if I can find this. <laughs> all right. Hold yeah. on. Here it is. Here it is again. Here it is again. Like, I think you'll start to see it. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing for me is that I have a picture now and I think I get what you're saying and I can start to fit it but I think as I start to see books on my own shelves or look at my list I might go like oh yeah that's this is that this is wouldn't it be funny if after this whole discussion someone's like there's a literary term for this yes <laughs> and it's blah 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 I feel <laughs> like we don't have PhDs <laughs> That's I feel like that's going to happen. Someone's going to say, this is the actual term for that, Trisha. People already know that. There's yeah. a TED Talk on it. <laughs> that was not such a great idea. But you know how cool that you've come to this, even if there is a well-known literary term for this, that you've come to this conclusion just based on your own experience reading widely yeah. and thinking about what you've read. Yeah. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. That's my affirmation for the day. <laughs> Oh, I even called you Elizabeth. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I was like, I don't I was like, I, mean, I am affirming, but I don't know. To call it an Elizabeth. Cool. Did but not cool that me? way. Yeah. Not cool. Did you see me looking confused? <laughs> All right. So, listeners, I cannot wait to dive into this with you on the Facebook page. In the comments, throw out a book and then let's bounce back and forth if it's warm or cool. And let's keep that conversation going. I really want to know what you guys think about this. And just go ahead and throw out there the Space Lewis's Space Trilogy because I really want to know specifically that one, what you guys think. Or if you think this was the dumbest episode <laughs> we've ever done. <laughs> Uh, get ready, we might do some dumber ones. Wait till I have an idea. <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Trisha. I'm Amanda. I'm Elizabeth. And happy discovery. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, subscribe to Book Fair Podcast. Join our Facebook group, find us on Instagram, or email us at chat at bookfairpodcast.com. And don't forget to tell a friend.